Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, PK, Patricia Kirkman. How are you tonight? I'm ecstatic. We are going to get rain tonight. We haven't seen wow. rain, and I can't tell you how long. So we are oh. thrilled to death. Blessings like from heaven be... on December 9th, oh, yeah. 2020. All right. How about well, that? We And we have... The most exciting guest, yes, William Stickevers, is going to join us in a few minutes. And he is back. I have to tell you, everybody, we heard you loud and clear. He's back by popular demand. Everybody demanded to have William come back and give us another update in these tumultuous times. And also, we are going to be talking about the rise of the paranormal. So this is going to be a great show. Before we get started, PK, tell me. And tell everybody, what's going on with the numbers? Well, we do have to remember that this is a seven-month, and any time we deal with the seven-month, we look at things that can be taught, any type of teaching, learning, spirituality is very high, and it's just a time when we're absorbing so much information, we can't get enough. But it also deals with legal, and there's a lot of legal going on in the air around Every place these days, is there not? Oh, yes, uh, indeed. And secrets are going to be made known this month, and this is what we've been getting bits and pieces of all month long. And people that are trying to get things laid out for Christmas and things like that, the funny part is what they thought a few friends of mine had already done some Christmas shopping. The little ones came by and they saw what was there, and they said, oh, that's a thus-and-so. And, oh, that's a thus-and-so, and they're standing there shocked because it's like the little ones are already in tune to what's in that box. I wow. think we're all in tune to what's in the box. Now we're going to find out for sure how it got in the box, thanks to William. All right. <laughs> that's terrific. And we've also, I have to mention, we've had a lot of communication from our audience about these monoliths, we're going to talk to William, get his opinion on that as well, because another one turned up in Colombia. This one is a, a gold color, and then someone else photographed another one in the sky. So it's getting stranger and stranger, 
And uh, we're going we're gonna to find out what William has to say about that and so many other things because mm-hmm. things are just getting stranger and stranger. And we don't know if it's a human, uh, well-coordinated effort or if this is something else. It's really hard to tell. But I think William has a bit of an inside scoop on it. So we'll pick his well, brain I hope on so, that because issue. It looks so clean and so perfect and precise. It's hard to think that. They're man-made and carried out like this and dumped in the ground. So I'm sure he's got a good answer for us how we got I, here. I can't wait they to arrive. hear it. I know. And we've got, again, a lot of great UFO stories. You know, the Pentagon came out and gave another little dribble-drabble of UFOs mm-hmm. are real. So you can find that on our Facebook page. Be sure to follow us there and on Twitter. We're also on MeWe now. You can follow us there and on Parlor. So just join us on all those social media types of things so we can keep you in the loop. But, again, the top question people have been asking us all week long is about the monoliths. So we'll get to it, we promise. But let's introduce our guest. So, again, back by popular demand, he is a world-renowned expert, trends forecaster, and astrologer. And he's going to be talking to us about what is driving the rise of the paranormal in our consciousness and our world, and how will this affect our way of life? We want to know. He's also going to be updating us on the X event, election turmoil, supply chain disruptions, and many other things. So we're going to get the scoop on all of it tonight. William is He's a genius, let's face it. We found that out the last time he was on the show. He's got a broad scope of knowledge, which makes it so much more interesting to hear what he has to say because he's got the political side down, the economic side down, psychological, spiritual, and metaphysical all rolled into one. So we couldn't have a better guest to have on the show tonight during these difficult times. So, William, welcome to the show. Ladies, thank you for having me again. It's a real pleasure, and uh, I had a great time being on the show, and I'm sure we're going to do a really good show tonight. I have no doubt, William, (laughs) because you are the best. Yes, we are so thrilled to have you here. Now, can we start with just checking in about, you mentioned a number of things last time about the election, the turmoil around it and this X event that's coming up. What are your thoughts on where we sit today? Now we're a couple weeks later and a couple weeks further into these events. What are your thoughts, and what are the stars telling you about this? Well, a couple weeks back, we just finished up a lunar eclipse, and we were heading into the solar eclipse. So we are officially now in the zone of the solar eclipse, and events, just prior to the solar eclipse, generally two, two and a half weeks prior, indicate a period of warning signals that give indications or intimations from the cosmos that there are unknown factors in the offing or a state of affairs that are brewing and unfolding, like we see now with the election, for instance, and that these factors, these unknown, unknown factors, these little mini black swans, will erupt in an unexpected way, causing both dramatic and unanticipated developments Mm. well after the event, well after this eclipse. And right now, everything is speeding up. The pace of life speeds up. 
as we approach eclipses, the awareness increases as we, as we lead up to this lunation, decisions followed by actions before an eclipse generally don't develop the way it's expected to or, or they're intended to. And um, we often see these times where um, the establishment narratives, right, the top-down authoritarian fossilized patriarchal narrative begins to collapse. We find out, oh, that's not the real data. That's not the real truth. It, so uh, we're going we're to see a lot more of that. Now, to give you an idea how powerful these eclipses are, because they do mark dramatic changes in the course of history, especially when they occur within days or within days of like the solstice, which will occur on the day of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, which we can get into later, is yeah. they coincide with major initiations and terminations and will often reveal something to the collective that has global significance that has been secret only to a select few. For example, we had um, a Mercury-Pluto conjunction at zero degrees of Capricorn during the Lehman financial meltdown that correlated with the revelation in mainstream news of the Bernie Madoff Wall Street Ponzi scheme on December 11, 2008, that shocked the financial world. So, the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme was the trigger, the revelation to that, right? The all factored back to the financial meltdown that occurred on the day of the Mercury-Pluto conjunction. So we're going to have a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction within hours of this big eclipse alignment, this total solar eclipse alignment that will occur right on the solstice, okay? So, so the eclipse is not occurring on the solstice, but the fact that it's within days of the solstice, within hours of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, indicates to me that we are going to see some major revelations that will shock the world, maybe not necessarily the day of or the day after the eclipse, but within days to weeks after, like we saw back in 2008. Wow. Wow. Any thoughts, given what we know already, uh, of what this could be, what form this might take? Well, I mean, I believe a lot of it's playing itself out now, uh, especially with the states. Uh, we have, what, 17 states that are now in a form of protest going to the Supreme Court. Right. We have that in play right now. Also, we just had revelations where there's a full Department of Justice investigation, along with the IRS, on Hunter Biden. That just opened up today as well. Another right. revelation. Uh, we're going to hear some very disturbing things come out of that. Uh, also, um, a, a number of other things happen. Um, I mean, you know, over the last 24 hours, we see the Supreme Court agree to hear the election fraud case where 18 states join in. That happens tomorrow, by the way. And then uh, we have the full uh, – the FBI just admitted today that they have all the Seth Richard data, and that will be shared with the public, right? That's going to be condemning. That's all tied into Biden, Obama. That's all tied into the uh, Clinton Foundation, the 2016 election. Um, we're also seeing um, two removed government positions. Uh, we're seeing people stepping down over the past 24 hours with they're all connected to China, right? And yeah. they're connected mm -hmm. very much to – so so we're seeing these things happen very quickly. 
And, um, again, uh, you know, eclipses often invoke some form of crisis or, in some case, an existential crisis. It can be an existential crisis of government or government authority or government credibility. It could be an existential crisis where uh, our ability to trust, you know, in God we trust in terms of the U.S. dollar is going to be put in into doubt in the coming days, right? And that's another thing people need really need to prepare because every day in every way the stock market keeps breaking new records, and yet the economic data is getting more and more dismal, and the U.S. dollar continues to collapse. So, again, everything looks good, but when we're in the zone of the eclipse, every, the, the reality is getting more and more warped, and there's massive, uh, what, what can I say, when you have two realities, that are separating from each other and that one will collapse and the other one will dominate. And in this case, we're seeing all of this, a lot of credibility is being thrown. Um, the fact that the U S dollar has started, has been collapsing since the election, since the, since the election fraud was uh, being exposed, we're seeing an avalanche of election fraud on a scale that far surpasses any third world banana Republic country we have condemned going back over the past 30 years. It is remarkable uh, in such a horrible way. I mean, seeing the video surveillance, seeing what these people did once the other poll workers were told to leave was just so damning. And again, watching the reaction from some, not all, but some of the people on the left, still unwilling to see that as a problem. It can't be real. It's, I mean, I sat there and watched it. I know you did, PK. I'm sure you did, William. It, it was extremely, <laughs> it, it was just extremely clear going on. But yet we see that other narrative still very much in play, saying there's nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Yeah, totally. I'm totally with that. I mean, I just wanted to say the fact if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, William, do you see like states going after states? You know, you see like 17 states going after four states in the U.S. Supreme Court in a massive showdown. And I would say, ah, you know, that's, that's stretching it a bit. I don't know if it'll come down to that, but that's exactly what's happening. The mm-hmm. unprecedented is happening right in front of us. And here's Here's the, here's the thing we talked about a few weeks ago. There's a total media blackout. And I'm sure right. some of your listeners are like, what? what are you talking about here, William? I, I don't know this has happened. 17 states, that's just that's outrageous. That just can't be happening. CNN will be talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, our news doesn't know how to handle news, do they? No. <laughs> There is no news. There's just an agenda and a narrative they keep pushing. But these are the these are the dichotomies that I'm watching also with people unable to assimilate it, unable to digest it, and so they get into a lot of resistance around it. And it but it is something quite remarkable to have Texas start that off and then all these other the sixteen other states join in. It's it's quite remarkable and I'm I have to say, I'm really proud of all these states who are standing up. I yeah, wish I absolutely. was living in one of them, but I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, this so is like a mini long overdue. Black Swan. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah, so Black Swan is an event that comes out of um, uh, the world of finance, but you can apply it to even history. So Black Swan is um, an improbable, generally unforeseen, yet high-impact event. And these events are usually thought to be, let's say, uh, what happened, the 2008 Lehman crisis or an earthquake or a natural disaster or a unexpected collapse of a bridge or a large building, um, you know, a coup d'etat, a military defeat, a 9-11, the collapse of the Soviet Union, which happened almost overnight, financial collapses, all that type of stuff, right? And right. so with this eclipse and all of these big, powerful alignments, we can see a series of black swans happening like right now, especially with this election, this election and what's happening, what's transpired since November 8th is one huge black swan unleashing havoc on the global economic environment because the U.S. dollar is crashing. I know a lot of people don't really care about that, but remember that's the world reserve currency, and that's a signal by the rest of the world. They no longer trust. The U.S. government, they are showing their defiance along with these other 17 states. So this is a big deal, and this is, this is not just all going to fade away and go away as everyone thinks it will. Right. Now, what about what are they going to do about the financial aspect of things? If our currency is being devalued, shall we say, what does one do to, to uh, shall we say, uh, shield themselves from what we think is the inevitable. I think we lost William. He'll have to call back in. You know, you must have been reading my mind, PK, because I was thinking the same thing. You know, what do we need to move to? Are we Should we be looking at cryptocurrency? Or, Hello, William. We lost you for a second. You're back on. Hello. Let's hope you're back on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe not yet. Uh, we'll try it again. William, call back in. Anyways, um, but I was just going to ask that, that very question about what do we turn to. Well, we certainly know gold is at a, a high right now. It's not exactly the time to buy it. So where No, do we not turn? exactly. Yeah, go into a grocery store and use it. So what exactly. I'm getting Exactly. Exactly. So but I, we, I think, William, have we we'll got? have some, some insights here on other possibilities so let me just see i see his number back on hi william you with us yes i'm with you ladies yay (laughs) so i don't know if you heard pk's question about currency and where should we be turning to with should we looking at cryptocurrency or should we looking at metals or what should we be doing to try to survive these crises coming our way well how can we save what cash we have to make it usable How's well, that? here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to do. You need to get out of cash because cash. First of all, your purchasing power is getting wiped out, right? Mm-hmm. And right. the fact of the matter is, the entire markets have been. They injected what 14 trillion of global liquidity proxy into the system just to get the markets to where they're at right now, while the U.S. macro indicators are collapsing. And this is part of what I was talking about a little bit earlier about this black swan brewing on the global economy. It's not just a U.S. centric issue. And the fact of the matter is, is that the U.S. dollar, where everything is based against, is collapsing. And Bitcoin, right, has been taken off. I think when we talked last time, Bitcoin was, what, 14, 15,000. Now it's 18, 19,000. It almost approached 20,000. So 
people worldwide are moving out of U.S. dollars, moving out of their version of their cash, whatever fiat currency they have, and they're moving it all into Bitcoin and gold. Bitcoin okay. and gold. More so into Top Bitcoin down. recently. Right. Mm. Now, well, when, when some... you're talking about Bitcoin, many people are, are not aware of the uh, availability of it or the usability of it. So uh, how, how would one go about using Bitcoin on a day-to-day yeah, basis? You just, yeah, it's easy. Um, you just basically link your bank account or credit card to any Bitcoin exchange. For example, Coinbase.com would be one of the largest exchange. It's in the United States. It's backed by a fiat fiscal bank in um, Pennsylvania. And here's some of the things about Bitcoin. Bitcoin has the scarcity of real estate, the fungibility of gold, the divisibility of the U.S. dollar. It's portable as email. It's actually is as portable as email or anything else. It has a super high level of encryption, so it's uncrackable. It's recognized on a global scale, and there hasn't been anything like it technologically. And it actually, in every category of the easily transactable, scarcity, sovereignty, decentralized, decentralized or decentralization, it surpasses both fiat and gold. And this is something I've been talking about since 2010 before anybody knew about Bitcoin. I looked at the chart of Bitcoin, tracked it, did some black box forward projections, and started investing in it consistently, continues to outperform. It outperformed the stock market, outperformed gold. It's outperformed everything. There hasn't been one thing Bitcoin hasn't outperformed. Um, and it's been, um, let's put it this way. If you would have put like a few thousand dollars into Bitcoin, you'd be multimillionaires. If you would have put like 20,000, 30,000 into Bitcoin over the past 10 years, accumulating, you'd be, multi, you'd, be, you'd be a multimillionaire many times over. So you can't say that about gold. You can't say that about um, the stock market. The stock market, actually, you would have you just, you know, when you minus the taxes and inflation, you make a lot less than what they claim. So why is this happening? Because the planetary alignments are showing that we are now shifting. Our economy is shifting. We're becoming a technological economy. This all has to do with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And when that happens historically, value shifts. The value is now moving to technology-based currencies, cryptocurrencies, decentralized currencies, decentralized finance. That is what's coming with a vengeance, regardless who becomes president, by the way. And this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, the last time it's happened, I believe around the 1200s, 1292, if I'm correct. And this is, this is a massive transit. It indicates a change in the financial system, political system, the change in society. We're going to see massive changes in society uh, that we have not seen since um, – probably the French and American Revolution. So we're going to see sociopolitical movements. We're going to, that's all connected with technology, all connected with this type of technology, and coin is going to fuel it. It's not Bitcoin. Wow, well, you've given us some great direction. For people that are older or elderly, it's such a new thought. It's different. It's difficult to grab a hold of or try to think about. Well, you know, you could say the same thing about telephones, right? Back True. in 1920, 
people who are over a certain age, I think it was over like 25 or 30, refused to get a telephone, right? Mm-hmm. But by 1930, everyone had one. The same thing with a car. There were older people that said, hey, I'm going to stick with my horse and buggy, right? That was 1920. By 1930, they gave up that horse and buggy. So the question is, is are you going to resist and get in the way, or are you going to be part of the wave? And that's what my challenge is, is to the baby boomers. Yes, it's amazing. Right, we we got to get on board. I mean, this is great information. Yeah. Now, I have another question, William, before we go on to the paranormal topic for tonight, and that's about China and a possible invasion, because we have had people on the show talk about that, that that may happen, that we that may be step number, I believe it was five, when they were talking about these different statistical uh, tracks that they ran. Invasion was a part of it, and that's very concerning, especially since we've been hearing about military planes and ships being deployed all around the United States. So I was wondering if you picked up anything about that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the predictions I made last year in September that we are in the zone of the Thucydides trap, and that is when we see a emerging power take on a rivaling world power. And that always happens like clockwork when you see uh, three major planetary, uh, out-of-planetary alignments occur. So the, the, US China, the U.S.-China tensions are going to creep up. Uh, we're going to see certainly the trade war is going to take off even further, regardless who becomes president. We're going to see major competitions. Uh, China is going to become much more um, – they're going to start, the saber the saber rattling is going to heat up even more. There's going to be more military deployments in the South China Sea. Concern about invasion of Taiwan, China, Chinese technological theft, espionage, political subterfuge, uh, everything connected with this election. It goes back to China. Now you could blame the Democrats and the deep state Democrats and and the Biden Clinton um, Obama access, but really the core of what's funding it and who's got the major control files, all goes back to China, Hunter Biden, and how that was set up over the past eight years. Wow. And we'll find that was one of the revelations. One of the revelations that are going to shake things up. Okay. Well, that is, again, so helpful to know ahead of time of, of what may be revealed further. And certainly with this IRS investigation of Hunter Biden, it is likely this time that Maybe the rest of the world will hear about what he did and how this has affected our whole country. So it's good that it's coming out. All of this is like a big cleansing. Certainly yeah, makes indeed. Yeah. stand up and look at things for sure. Right. So, so Now, uh, one of the other stories that we were reading, and again, there's a lot out there in the news, who knows what's real and who, what isn't anymore, especially when it comes to UFO disclosure. And we did talk about that a little bit last time you were on the show. And there was mention of President Trump being uh, actually wanting to talk about the reality of UFOs and alien technology and alien contact. And, again, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you see that as a part of this, and is that going to fuel all of this new technology that may be coming our way? 
Right. Um, I did see Trump being the disclosure president. So that was something I predicted back in 2017. I did a presentation, five-hour presentation webinar on that, and um, hundreds of people around the world attended that. I went into detail about that, what led up to that, what would happen, and I said it would happen in the second term, right? Should Trump Uh prevail, should he prevail, there will be a disclosure. Now, that's part of the reason why the deep state and the Chinese do, do not want the United States to, or Trump, I should say, to do the disclosure. The Chinese want to do the disclosure. They want to lead the world technologically. They want to be the disclosure nation. They want to be set the precedence. And the deep state Democrats are going to hand over that, you know, hand over, not, hand over that technology along with they're going to share that technology, and they're certainly going to hand that off in terms of giving them that uh, access to that information. So the U.S. is in a – this is a titanic power struggle going on here. This is a coup, folks. Everyone listening, this is not an election fraud issue that's going to be sorted out by the Supreme Court. That's the cover story. The eclipse is showing the real revelation is the fact that we have a titanic power struggle that will shift and determine the course of the next 100 years, and it's all connected between the U.S. and China. It's connected with the revelations that have to do with our origins as a species, where we're going, what's happened since the Roswell incident in 1947, all the reverse engineering, all the black operations, the secret government, the secret space program, the shadow banking system, the fund all of these projects, the technology that's 55 generations, uh, three to five generations ahead of anything we have, even higher I've heard from a number of high-level whistleblowers in the Department of Defense. Uh, A lot of this is at stake now. This is not just about Biden versus Trump. It certainly isn't. It's way beyond that. Way beyond it. So, so um, to answer your, yeah, to answer you, if Trump gets in, and this is like you know, even even I right now don't know exactly for certain. I mean, it looks like he's got the votes. He's got the numbers. He's certainly got a very compelling and strong case. But will the Supreme Court hear it out, or have they been compromised? Right. That's the question. Are they part of the problem? I mean, I hope to God they're not, and we can get some honesty here. That's right. I think there will be a massive – yeah. The massive – now, I'll tell you something with eclipses. You may have some friends or family or clients or customers that are going through a crisis right now. It has nothing to do with the election. Maybe the election and the COVID tipped it off or pushed them over the edge for the, what's been building up. But whatever it is they're talking about is not the real issue, and they don't even know what it is. But they will discover what it is, or there will be a coming out moment of something they suppressed. So a lot of breakdown. You're going to see a high level of attempted suicide. This is not going to be Christmas this year. There's no Christmas this year in the traditional sense of the word, unfortunately. They cancel Christmas in Europe, and they're trying to extend and pretend Christmas now in America and you just don't see the people. I mean, it's just that Christmas spirit, well, it's, it's not here. And we're going to see a lot of people just go over the edge this time because whatever they suppress, whatever's happening in the country, whatever's happening where we'll have massive blowback if it doesn't come out. Either it comes out or it will force itself out in a more destructive way. So you take the pain now or you suffer the consequences later. Wow. Let's. 
Get it out. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible to even think about. Yeah. It's, it's I got mean, it's, to be very mind-boggling for you, William, to be able to deal with these things and to be so aware of it. And what can one do to, shall we say, help fix it or make it better? Yeah, I have a little list here. You know, I just put it together, and, and, and of course, I could do a whole webinar on this five-hour <laughs> presentation. But let me just tell you what I think. Everyone needs to really wake up. And people go, well, no, William, I, I listen to Coast to Coast, and I listen to the podcast, and I have woken up. No, 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 no. You need to go deeper. You need to get much more informed about what's really happening. Those are the first two things. The next thing would be, and I think all of most people are doing this, but to really ignore the mainstream consensus and cultivate as much independent thinking as you can in terms of the decisions and stop putting off making decisions. I still people, oh, I can't make a decision. So that's a decision, not to make a decision. This is even happening in a metaphysical community. This is happening with metaphysical leadership. They are just mm-hmm. deciding not to decide. Okay? So decide. Right. They don't want to be the bad that's guy. It. That's right. <laughs> And sometimes you have to be the bad guy in order to do the right thing. And the other thing is listen to more reliable intelligence resources, right? This podcast, for instance, people who are committed to the truth. And there are alternative media resources, alternative social resources. There's a lot of that out there. The other thing is invest your money outside of the system. Very important at this time. You can't, you know, like – Look, I'm not telling you to abandon your checking account, but in terms of money you cannot afford to lose, you need to start moving it outside of the system. You need to take ownership of your money. You need to get informed about that. And, you know, one of the things, I'm just going to take a quote, if you don't mind, from Eggie Casey is, quote, keep the heart singing, keep the faith toward the light, keep self in attune to the oneness wherein all power and all force is that the command of the entity in applying those forces known within self to meet the needs of each and every condition? Ega Casey, reading 39-4. So I, I believe that is the core, that we need to take, we need to make decisions, we need to get informed, we need to get more awakened, we are becoming more awakened, but at the same time that requires responsibility to take action, to make decisions, Right? And to, you know, stay connected to the soul, be true to yourself, and to find moments of joy in that process. Well, that's a path to follow. No question. That's a good path. There's a lot of change that's happening, and we do have to learn to flow with it. Like you said, be a part of the wave or get buried by it. Exactly. And so many people are so fearful of taking that step out of the norm for fear that, that if, if they don't do it, they're, go, they're looking at the worst of what could happen. And if they do do it, they assume it's going to be worse than if they did nothing. Absolutely. Totally agree. It, 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 so a lot of that is just really getting, you know, um, assessing, or assessing your vulnerabilities as well. That would be like the sixth thing. Right, not only yes. moving your money out of the system, where are you vulnerable? Where's your single points of failure, as we call it in the IT world? And to deal with them, because you cannot take anything for granted going into 2021, especially if Mr. Biden is the president, all bets are off for everything. Oh, God help us. 
Yeah. Mm. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, was part of this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. Aquarius rules, uh, it rules free thinking, but it also, the shadow side of that Aquarius is the shadow banding or self-banding or ghost banding or banning, I should say, or comment ghosting where you will post something. You'll even have your podcast on the Internet, right? But the, the deep state operatives operating out of Silicon Valley who take their orders, right, the Silicon Valley folks who take their orders from the people in Washington, what they'll mm-hmm. do is shadow ban the comments, post it on the blog or the media website, and it will not be visible to other people. So you could be posting stuff out there wondering, why aren't we getting our hits on our podcast? Why aren't people responding to my stuff? I used to be like 50 people, now it's three, right? right. You can see it, but they can't. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's coming next. Wow. Oh, boy. That, well, there was some talk about that, too, wasn't there, about they were going to uh, do actually more severe things to prevent people from having an opinion. There was, And that's well, happening now, isn't it? I think it was today with, uh, uh, the, uh, what's his name, the young fellow, Facebook. They just got Zuckerberg. Uh, challenged today about some of their stuff again. Absolutely. They're being sued. In fact, for other things. That's so, right. That. I, right. I think you have a, a another show, Carav- it's very similar to yours, it's Caravan to Midnight, right, where yes. Vimeo, right, took, this, actually Caravan to Midnight has a massive membership number, and they pay Vimeo, but Vimeo now took them off. Vimeo, so Vimeo basically uh, made it impossible for Caravan to Midnight to accrue money, income, and to and to promote and post the show, so uh, and YouTube is removing and shadow banning videos of, that are critical to the election fraud in regards to Biden winning the 2020 election. They're doing that today. Yeah. They admit it. They're proud of it. They tell you why. And so so here's the thing: people are accepting it, and we all need to do something in our own little way, whatever we can. And I've talked this with talked this out with Jerry Wills, who you know very well. We oh, all yeah. must do something in whatever capacity we can to protest and to defy it and not to support this, right? Because if, if this is just the beginning, if they can do this with your vote, if they can do this with your social media, if they can do this with your website and your podcast, they'll take your Bitcoin, they'll take your gold, they'll reset the system, take, they'll do your bank bailing on your pension, on your checking account. They will do it, and they will do it soon. That's scary. How well, scary. But, but you're right. We all need to stand up to it and get a spine and say no and let these representatives know they work for us. It's not the other way around, which it has definitely become. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said here in in finding the truth. And that's something we talked about in our show last week is that if you really want to say a prayer for something, say a prayer that the truth be shown to you. So that you get align yourself with the truth instead of hiding behind some other agenda. It is you're right, William, and it is so critical that people understand the importance of it. But I do think you know there's a lot of fear out there. A lot of cyber bullies they are using the internet to beat other people up over the head for the slightest infringement on their belief system and it's so cruel and so unnecessary but you see a lot of it now more than ever before it's very disheartening 
to see people acting like, you know, fourth graders. And it's Mean Girls, Mean Boys Club. Just really, mm-hmm. really horrible. So, yeah, I mean, somebody posted a comment on our site today, and I just said, you know what? We don't support hate. End of it, right there. And I deleted the comment. We just don't support hate, period. We support the truth. And I think that's what all of us need to take a look at is do we want to align with the truth or do we want to hide behind something? It's a good question for people to really think about. Yeah. So a lot is coming our way. And, William, you've been, oh, my God, you have given us, again, so much to lie awake and think about. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely lie awake, that's for sure. Oh, gosh, but such good information. And I do have a question. This has been bothering me. Last time you were on the show, you mentioned something about uh, the Chinese using our pets against us, and I may be not uh, speaking that it's exactly as you said it, but it haunted me. Do you remember saying that or something like that? I don't remember saying that, but it's certainly not beyond uh, their capacities to do that, and uh, that would have to do with their ability to use certain type of technologies, uh, what we would call um, uh, certain type of technologies where they're trying to do crowd control, but they can apply it to animals, mm-hmm. to get animals to oh, wow. act out. That's incredible. Right. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, we're going to have, like, that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about the paranormal, because we're going to have, like, high strangeness really emerge powerfully. And the reason I state this with such confidence is because I, when I, the actual time when the word paranormal came out correlates with, the book that was published by Charles Fort, and that book was called The Book of the Damned. And it's, uh, we, I have that chart of when it was published back in 1919, and it's, a very, it's very telling because Transiting Uranus was in Aquarius at that time, and we have this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. And what the book is about, and this started the whole paranormal thing, was that in the book, the word damned refers really is like a code word for data. And what he came up with, he was the first one, he's a New Yorker in Manhattan, New York, and he uh, basically what he did is uh, by himself that he did all of, this, all of this research, all this research into mainstream, what mainstream scientists were uh, publishing on at the time. And he basically had data that went contrary to their conformist views. In other words, he, you know, he was showing that scientists were never really in search for the truth that, were, that might be contrary to what they initially believed, meaning science was only looking for a result based on what they initially believed. They weren't, so there was a closed-mindedness of many scientists to that of religious fundamentalists, implying that the supposed you know, battle between science and religion was just a distraction in his opinion for the fact that science was going was the de facto new religion. Now why does this get into how does this get into paranormal? Because he proved out in this book, he was the first major writer to deal extensively with paranormal phenomena in detail, in a scholarly way, and that completely deconstructed what scientists were, you know, so scientists would look at data, and if they saw data 
or events that didn't conform to their worldview, that 1919 worldview, they would discard it completely, completely. So I looked at the transcripts when that book was published, and then I looked at what's happening today, and I realized, whoa, we're going to have an explosion, like a renaissance of the paranormal uh, purported phenomenon, right, that's going to emerge itself powerfully into popular culture again in a way we haven't seen probably since the 60s. Now, how do you you see that manifesting, William? How does that come about? Is that all of a sudden that people start recognizing that it's real, we have more phenomenon, it can't be denied? How does this happen? Right, that's how it happens. The phenomenon, right, will start emerging very powerfully within the society. So we're going to see, you know, another, like, spiritualist movement. We're going to see, um, we're going to see very serious investigations into ghost hunting, cryptozoology. We're, seeing, we're going to see an explosion come out of the UFOlogy field, right? We're going to see a lot of validation. We're going to see uh, remote viewing becomes mainstream, all this extrasensory perception, telepathy. This will start being utilized by... Um, security, you know, private security firms and private investigation firms, we're going to start seeing like this renaissance where it starts becoming much more mainstream and accepted. And, um, you know, this all goes back, I mean, especially when we deal with parapsychology, right? All those type of, uh, the parapsychology goes mainstream. Parapsychology becomes part of the new psychology emerging. That would be great. yeah, I think it's going to be great. And I think that, um, you know, uh, what we're going to see is, uh, well, there's a lot to cover, you know, I mean, it's because it's such a huge, but neuroscience, uh, we're going to see an explosion in neurocognitive processes that are very much connected with what we call psi or telepathy. Uh, we're going to see much more, we're going to see much more validation, haunted houses. We're going to start seeing some serious research in demonic possession clairvoyance and prophecy is going to start um, really taking off again. Uh, mediumship has sort of made a resurgence recently uh, as well, but we're seeing reincarnation. It's, like, it's not just going to simply reside on some obscure podcast program, but it's, it, it, this is something that's going to go much more mainstream in a way. And I'm not talking about CBS, NBC um, type of thing here, because that is, that is all government control. But I'm seeing yes. like uh, very much a like a second or a third um, spiritual awakening, uh, like a spiritualism, like spiritual healing, seances. I'm seeing physical mediumship. You, you know about physical mediumship? Oh yes. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Where where entities, people just appear sitting at the table who have passed on. You can touch them. You can get. You take. You can take. You can draw blood from them. Uh, you can see hands moving across trumpets, and this is like in a room when you have cameras on everything that's all going to be streamed on YouTube. Uh, we're going to see a lot of, um, we're going to see emergence of new mysticism. We're going to see technology and mysticism merge with this, uh, over the next 10 years, but it's not going to, you're not going to have to wait 10 years. It's within 10 months. We'll just see wow, a lot more fast. of that. Yeah. And Very when powerful. This, so when do you see this actually starting this this kind of acceptance of the paranormal? Is that something you see over the next couple of months that starts it? 
the next, well, I think it really actually starts at the time of the eclipse, at the time of the solstice with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius, because it's going to make a direct hit to that book. What, I, what we do is if we look at, okay, what started the word paranormal and that whole, you know, in scientific investigation into data that goes against conventional scientific viewpoints or, which, what, or data that scientists ignore, right, because it doesn't fit within their framework, so I look at the transits in the sky and I note, okay, what planets are hitting off that chart? And, and they're all hitting exact starting wow. 2021. So, uh, you, you know, particularly the fact that Uranus was in Aquarius at that time, we're going to have two major planets hit that Uranus in that uh, book, in, in the horoscope of that book. So we're going to see also like, you know, popular culture, folk culture. We're going to see a lot of what we saw in the 60s, except it's all going to be, it's going to be high tech, high tech. And it's going to be real money behind it. There's going to be money behind it. It's not going to be laughed at or put down or marginalized. It, you know, now it, it certainly would, I think probably a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's connected with UFOs because there's going to be more and more, revelations coming from, you know, a number of government sources, private sources, uh, corporate sources. And one of the things that uh, Charles Fort, when he published the book of the dam, he talked in detail, in detail about triangular UFOs that were like the size of small cities over in, during the, the 1880s. So we're going to see, probably a lot of these triangular large size UFOs, you know, UFOs like the size of the Starship Enterprise, uh, you know, appearing over major cities and everyone this time is armed with an iPhone and they'll be streaming it in and the plausible deniability uh, will begin to crack even further. So we're going to see a lot of this happening um, and we're going to just see some like weird weather, right? Uh, where we're going to see like rocks falling, rocks falling from the sky, right during a lightning storm. We're going to see just oh, a my. lot more of these, yeah, huge oversized, um, like like objects, like axes, hammers, nails, just falling right all over the place. Um, we're going to see, um, you know, we're going to see poltergeist phenomenon really take off here. We're going to see just like I said large-scale UFO sightings, uh, triangular ones. I, so that's what I'm really seeing. It's sort of hard. To, and whatever I'm saying, um, I, it's not even going to cover the gamut of what's going to emerge. We're going to find some species that we thought were mythical. We're going to validate them or find out, you know, they were real, you know. Uh, we're going to get archaeological evidence. There's going to be some disturbing archaeological, archaeological evidence on the dinosaurs, on what really happened, on our origins. You know, there's going to be a lot of that. Now, of course, when it comes out, they'll try and play it down, but it will it'll be like the election. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. It'll just be un- it's going to come out in every right. Yeah. right. Oh, my goodness. You ladies, are gonna, yeah, you ladies are going to be very busy. Good. That's good. I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is this is going to hit every area of the paranormal. I mean, PK is a very well-known and established numerologist. I would imagine there'll be an increase an interest in what she does and what she offers through understanding numerology. You know, other 
people have other gifts, and it's just like you said, I'm just hearing every single aspect of the paranormal is going to be enhanced greatly in our consciousness and in our everyday life. That's exactly what I'm seeing. So there's See, a lot that's to amazing. look forward to. Yeah. So well, you know, it makes, I have to yeah. say, if this is the way we're going, and, and it's, it sounds like we are, then it makes mm-hmm. more sense to me for President Trump, and let's hope he gets in. I hope he does, because I think the way he's directing things is important. If he does disclose UFOs and ETs are real, I think that would be an amazing acceptance of something that we have known for so many years. And it would also, I think, put people more on the same page with the government about this, because for so long we've been antagonized and we've been smeared and made fun of. It's been a battle, especially for people that have had significant abduction experiences. So to have this all come out would be, I think, very healing. What do you think about that? I think uh, some of that's already uh, already been achieved, right? Uh, some of it. We have this, and rebels of Yeah, it. some of it has. The the the, the uh, Pentagon has revealed right video, and then in mm-hmm. August they confirmed that they have a division that is dealing with this. Right? They had uh, the Pentagon. They formally announced. I think it was on April 27th. Right? The video, right. Mm-hmm. and then that was followed. Um, I think it was in August. Uh, you know, of course, the COVID in COVID was overriding everything, but they right. opened sure. this, right, right. They opened a specific office at that time to investigate the ongoing uh, exopolitical threat. Right, there's mm-hmm. a certain um, term for it, and uh, so they did. If there is, there's been look, there's been a revelation, there's been a confirmation. However. There hasn't been any commentary from the White House, and that is what is very telling here. So mm-hmm. I think that we're going to see that emerge if Trump – now, if we get Biden, folks, we're not going to hear anything. It's actually going to, going to pull back on that. They're going to go black on black with all of that. A lot of that stuff is not going to get out. They're going to hand that over to China. China is going to take the mantle of it and go forward because the decision has been made to let China lead the 21st century, to make it a 21st century, and to model our culture on the Chinese system, the Chinese economy, Chinese technology, all of that. So we're basically going to be rolling over. So that's why I keep saying to everyone, this is not just about Trump versus Biden. And Biden's not going to be there. Here's a prediction. Biden will not be there that long. Right. I keep thinking three there. months. Don't ask me why. If he were to get okay. in. Right. So we're not talking. He's not going to be there four years. It's probably, and I could say that right now because he's not the president. But if he was the president, I couldn't say that, as you all right. know. It would be, right? right? Okay. I would have a couple guys showing up at my door by the time exactly. we're done with the show. So, Little black yeah. suits, you gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to see the revelations come out even further. And I think that um, we haven't really seen anything yet. And a lot of people say, William, when's this going to happen? It's happening. You know, I send them the link. Oh, okay, cool. But why, why? And I said, because you keep relying on CNN for the validation. Oh, God. <laughs> that's right. scary that right there. Happened. Yeah. Right. That's, that's like relying on your lying, cheating ex-boyfriend for validation. <laughs> you know, it, it just doesn't. 
Well, we so, have uh, uh, Trump put in a space uh, a space force. service, or I can't think of what force. they call it. Space force, if it is. Yes. Space force, right? So there had to be a purpose for that being there, other than the fact that we have somebody go up in space every once in a while. There's got to be more to it than just that. Right, but of course we're not space told right away anyway. That gets over twenty-one trillion. That's gotten over twenty-one trillion since two thousand eight to present. Twenty-one trillion has gone into the secret space program, and that's been proved out by a number of economists that look at the budget data. Mm-hmm. So much money, yeah. So there's a lot going on there. But I'm just looking at, again, looking at the spiritual side of this and, and how healing, in my opinion, it would be to get this out in the open and to have some confirmation from President Trump that, yes, you know, we have the technology, yes, we've had the connection, and we still do with extraterrestrials. It, I think it would shift a lot in consciousness. What do you think? Would it be positive? Absolutely. It would be one of the most positive, redeeming, liberating, emancipating, and empowering things we could do for the world, let alone this nation. And uh, it, would, um, it would be the game changer. But, but it would also open Pandora's box in some way because then a lot of the people who have been abducted would say, well, okay, are they coming down here and abducting me and my family? All right, what about the pilots that were laid off? What about government workers that were laid off? What about people who were whistleblowers that lost their pension when, right. you know, or died uh, all of or that would come back? Yeah, we're it's, killed. It's, that's, and what about that all the have academics? To be addressed. All the academics. All the, 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 in fact, the press, not that I feel sorry for them, but they would say, hey, we've been told for 60, 70 years there's nothing to this story, and now you're telling us, there's a whole government structure. There's a whole kit and caboodle. There is abductions. And what else are you not telling us? And so <laughs> yeah. that's the other side of the story. Yeah, well, well, they've been told story. so many times over the years that these things have taken place, but they would rather poo-poo any of it than to, to look into the credence of what's really taken place. Yeah, they, I mean, Absolutely. they would have to answer to what they've done, for sure, for sure. But it has to start somewhere. Well, the truth right. is a and good place I think to start. <laughs> right, and right. I think the real reason Trump would do this, besides the fact that we have a right to know as a species who's now making a massive transition, in, right, which is, which is fraught with a lot of possible um, – which is fraught with a lot of um, uh, potential downside, let's say, or t- potential tragedy in that transition because not all transitions may be successful. We don't know but that there is that possibility. But I think the real issue is the big elephant in the room that many people are ignorant or still refuse to talk about is the imperial oligarchy, the oligarchical elite, a system divide, a system, a government uh, defined by gross concentration of power and centralization that is operating outside the boundary of the, con- the law and boundary of the constitution and operates as an international empire, an empire that goes beyond the orbit of Earth. And, um, you know, I think that is part of what Trump's destiny, should he get reelected successfully or put in, uh, he did get reelected, should he get installed in office again for the second time, it is to break down this group that is basically in a, basically, um, 
overseeing a soft coup operation right now. And that's, that, that's another way Trump could probably neutralize their power or possibly even declassify many things we're talking about between now and January 20th, should he not be successful in his reelection bid in the Supreme Court and in Congress in January. Yeah, so this could be uh, something he could do that, that would be a game changer in a positive way. I like that. I like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That really it's could be fabulous if that happened. Does that mean they're going to put Nancy in an envelope and mail her off? My <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. <laughs> That's funny. Gosh, I know it. I know it. Well, we've got some people on the line here, William, that have questions for you. So let's see if we can take a couple questions tonight. Let's see. Sure. I've got somebody from area code 407. So let's see. Hi, you're live on the air. Do you have a question for William? Hi, William. This is Lori. I'm calling from Central Florida. And Hello. Um, I understand. Hi. Uh, I I resonate with everything that you're saying and um, watching and reading alternative news stations and alternative YouTube channels. What uh, light can you shed on the Galactic Federation that they talk about all the time and um, how they're, I guess, bringing, help to bring in uh, Nasara Jasara? Okay, well, I can't really talk in detail about the Galactic Federation. I can only, you know, with what I do, I can tell you that there's been an ongoing exopolitical program of of technology trade from mm. that has been ongoing since the late 50s, since the Eisenhower administration. In terms of... of I believe a lot a lot of that has been documented and will be revealed that there's been an ongoing transfer or um, uh, reverse exchange. engineering program exchange going mm-hmm. on, yes. Wow, I find it fascinating. I'm not worried about the election at all. I know that we're supposed to be having something of a shift of access, which has a change in consciousness because every every certain odd years the planets are in the alignment that we're going to be going into here very soon and with that comes a cleansing or shall we say a purging and rebirth and renewal and um, mm-hmm. if, if you aspire to the mindset that we all chose to be here at this time in history um, what a ride <laughs> oh, what a ride that's what for sure. a ride is bright. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Laura, thank you so much for your call, and uh, keep <laughs> listening. I'm sure we're going to be having some more revelations by the end of the show. Thank you thank so you. much for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, there is so much to consider here. This is overwhelming in a lot of ways, but it does feel like a wave. When you talk about a wave, it does feel like a wave of energy that just can't be stopped. It's just how we're going to manage it. Right, absolutely. I mean, there's an upsurge of relentless evolutionary forces on a titanic scale with a profound sense of uncertainty 
bearing down right now on the collective. And we're going to see, uh, we're all facing, we're going to have to face an extreme set of converging crises, one being that this election, democracy's up for grabs, the Constitution, the Republic's up for grabs, right? Along with other converging crises that um, the mainstream media is, is avoiding at all costs. So part of the breakthrough, right? requires a revelation and a confrontation with the truth with a profound sense of uncertainty that goes with that where the stakes are very high and everything is on the line that will ultimately lead to a profound regeneration and moral structural reconfiguration of civilization. Well, it is, wow, it's it's intense. I, mean, I watched a lot of the testimony on the election fraud and what i was really impressed with were the women who stood up and told the truth about what they saw and then also let everybody know and this is what happened to me as a result i had to move i was threatened my children were threatened i had to do x y and z i mean it was just Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, my heart was in my mouth listening to the courage of these, especially the women who stood up, some of them single mm-hmm. mothers, you know, right. that were concerned for the health and welfare of their own children to to take a stand and say, this is what I saw. This It was total fraud. I watched it happen. But they did this at tremendous risk to themselves. It just it was it was very moving for me to see that, but that's what we're being asked to do, right? Absolutely, we're being asked to stand up against the American deep state international empire, whose whose members are all throughout various different levels of government control foreign policy, they control diplomacy, they control the military issues and the international spying agencies called intelligence agencies for the mm-hmm. purpose of extending and empowering the empire. That is what they do. And if they have, they need to put people in position, in public position of power that will rubber stamp the agenda. That's what they've been doing, unfortunately. Yeah, what about Soros, George Soros? How has he got such a besides his money, such a deep grip on our country and our people. Well, he's a deep Is state operative. Is he going to operative. continue he's, to do this? Oh, absolutely. He's a deep state operative. He is just one of in this cabal, right? That's one of the things this revelation I'm talking about is the fact that we are no longer – the public government is really no longer in control of policy, foreign policy, diplomatic policy, military policy, lots of things that are very boring to most people, right? That policy gets rubber-stamped by compromised officials in government that, 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 that promulgate it and push it through that empowers a select few powers, the 99% that pay the taxes and keep the economy and engine turning to further advance this empire. So Americans think we live in a constitutional republic where we live in a democracy with the good guys, right? Not realizing that this country has been hijacked 
that's a fact. That I it couldn't really agree has, with you more. As you're talking about this, William, the the imagery that I get from a supernatural perspective, it's almost like these people in the cabal, in the deep state, they're like vampires, and they're feeding off of us. We're allowing it. We need to stop it. We need to cut off their supply. And that's what it feels like. They're stealing our energy. They're stealing our life's blood, and they're replacing it with some illusion about independence that we don't have. So that's how I see it. And that's why it's so important to align with the truth. We have got to stand in the light of the truth. Even if we don't like what we're seeing, we have to stand in the light of the truth. Or there's nothing that this can be anchored to. We have to anchor it. I totally agree. And that's the first step, to wake up, see things for what they are, See them how you want them to be and then start moving in that direction and staying firm and not letting Aunt Mabel or CNN or a skeptical friend who just thinks that, you know, if you're not reading New York Times, you know, you're just uninformed, not to break down, not to listen, not to give in, but to stand firm with what you intuitively connect with as the truth. That's critical very i don't think very very go any further without that it has to it has to start there it has to stay there so yes very very important very important now what do you think's going on in the metaphysical community where there is no i guess backbone is what i want to say Well, I think they've been drinking the Kool-Aid. I think they bought into the Obama fantasy, and they want a restoration of that dream, that lost dream that Trump disrupted, not really realizing that probably the greatest creation of the deep state was Obama, right? Who, yes. who is right? So um, who's blameless? Who's blameless for this? Is this, you know the the circumstances that created Trump? to get someone like Trump to get elected was created by Obama. It wasn't just simply his two terms. It was also um, W, George Bush. So it was between those four terms in particular that set the situation, the precedence, the crisis where Trump now became a viable candidate. And nobody takes, nobody acknowledges that. And the metaphysical community in particular. And one of the things I see coming is we're going to see a complete break and breakdown or breakaway in the metaphysical community because one of the things about this conjunction has a lot to do not only with altruism, which is a very Aquarian type of quality, but mm-hmm. truth, right, where there is a commitment to truth, independent thinking, right? We're going to see yes. a very, very much like the type of political movements where truth needed to take precedence based on principles, right, based on evidence, based on a track record. So we're going to see, a, we're going to see like a splitting occur inside of the metaphysical community where people are drinking the cooler. People who are waking up are not going to go to these conferences, listen to these podcasts, continue listening to certain radio shows when they realize that the people who are the speakers, the talkers, the guests, are just Kool-Aid drinkers, just reiterating an old, uh, a form of metaphysics that's palatable for the establishment. Mm-hmm. Right. 
That's so going to be we're interesting see this, to watch. Right. This it's going to be a new world. A new world, a, a, a very like high idealism, humanitarianism. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just going to see a lot more of this type of breakaway, independent thinking. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be called, but uh, it's going to be the opposite of cancel culture. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Good. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is such a nightmare. Yes. Wow. So much to consider. What about now? I'm a dream analyst. I've been a dream analyst for many, many years. Do you see that people will have an easier time remembering their dreams, becoming conscious in their dreams, along with this advent of the paranormal in 2021? Yeah, I do because I see um, the technology integrating. Like we're going to have devices that will connect to our iPhone and apps where we, you know, when we dream, the, 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 the app will pick it up uh, either wirelessly or wired, and uh, they're, going to be able to be, they're going to be able to get some activity. They'll see what part of the brain was active. They'll be able to see certain symbols, certain, right? There will be uh, an algorithm that will come out of this that will be very powerful in terms of them connecting with themselves in a way that wasn't really possible. Sam, so seeing this neurotechnology, uh, this this new type of brain computer interface that you won't have to spend millions of dollars, but you all you'll need to maybe spend like ninety nine dollars for the device, and you get the app, and then you put it on your phone, and you know you go to bed at night, and all you know that it it has the ability to record your dreams or or or, or record the activity and connect it with your dreams. I mean it's going to be something that's a little bit um that sounds way out there but when we have these devices and equipment i see all this new devices and equipment very similar to what we're seeing with the virtual reality now they have the virtual reality you can get this you put it on uh your ears and eyes and 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 you're now in a virtual world well that's going to be happening to the world of the paranormal the metaphysical world uh we're going to start seeing that um we're all going to be connecting uh, seeing auras and being able to do all this type of stuff will be assisted by this new technology coming up. Well, it sounds like we, what we might be able to do then, based on what you're saying, is actually be able to see into these other realms so that we would be able to have conversations with people who have passed on and they're in a different reality, in a different time space than we are. So that very well might happen, based on what you're saying, which would be very exciting. Exactly. I see actually the emergence of a global brain where people are connecting in beyond the keyboard where the communication technology network interconnects all humans consciously and more importantly, more importantly, unconsciously, Mm -hmm. right, with their technological devices and artifacts. So we're going to see this global brain emerge where it will be very empowering. It'll be very empowering because it's going to be part of this free thinking, advancement of free thought, experimentation. A lot of what we saw in the 60s, but this time we're going to have the technology. Could you imagine the 60s? We're going to see also the emergence of, uh, not the emergence, but the reemergence or the renaissance of psychedelics infusing with the technology, infusing with the metaphysics, infusing with the uh, occult approach, and that's all going to come together and converge. So we're going to see a lot of what we saw in the 60s in a, in a very interesting way with the Generation Z who are coming of age 
And I'm sure many of the um, baby boomers and, and, and Gen Xs and Gen Zers are going to join. So, and the millennials, of course. So I, I'm seeing this like defiance, right, where the deep state tries to get more and more control. We're going to see this form of defiance take place through things that can enhance, connect us all, enhance our consciousness. And uh, there'll be meditation going on, but we'll be able to meditate much better, much easier, much deeper using this type of technology based on what I'm seeing with this upcoming Jupiter-Saturn-Aquarius conjunction. Now, how is so many going people to have utilized drugs over their last years to uh, set the stage for what they want to learn or how they feel or going into another world? Will that become hopefully more obsolete and done simply with the uh, equipment that will be available to people? Uh, could you repeat that question again? You were cut off in the beginning. Yeah. I said so many people have been involved with drugs over these last years to block out reality and find a world that's more comfortable for them. Will With this equipment that's coming about, will that uh, lessen the need for some of these people to be involved with drugs and things of that nature? I think the drug problem really comes down to the fact that there's an existential crisis for a good chunk of the population. And there mm-hmm. are no, there's, there's a lot, most of the options laid out before them are not good ones. They're all a set of bad options. And that a lot has to do with the fact that government has, you know, the fact that we've had, we see a collapse in the social systems, government systems, there's, uh, you know, so we're, this is part of like that transition here. And uh, so, yeah, so I think drug usage is actually, um, in terms of um, doing what drugs do is basically help you basically as a coping mechanism probably mm-hmm. will remain very high because we're going to go through this transition. So there's, there's the dark side of it. I do not see, so I just want to repeat here. I do not see Kumbaya and we're having this utopia. I do see Great. the use of yeah. drugs mm-hmm. to deal with, the basic, the basic problem that we do not have a pathway for most many individuals who've been hit very hard by this crisis, and a good chunk of that population will not likely recover. So they will resort to drugs, and we don't have programs. The resources won't be there. Um, th- there will be some casualties, unfortunately, by this transition. So I, I don't want to – but I do see – other, uh, I see other things emerging. So you have to remember the 60s was a very chaotic time, but it's also a yeah, time definitely. of enlightenment and breakthroughs at mm-hmm. the same time. Right. Well, it, it, it's like right now when we see so many people that are homeless and, and feel like they have no resources to go forward, I wonder how that's going to affect well, the masses that we have on the streets these days. Right. We, we don't have solutions we, to these intractable problems because these problems have built up to the point where we do not have the means, the resources, the funding, the infrastructure. We don't even have infrastructure for the civilization that we're moving towards. That's going to go through a radical restructuring event, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of problems. We're going to be hitting the wall. We've already really hit the wall. I just think the COVID triggered, just sped up what was – inevitably coming anyway 
when you have 40% of the population laid off right now and they're not going to get any bailout, any money, businesses are going to go under. I mean, we're going to have to deal with that going into 2021. And how about healthcare in general? Because we have a, a really horrible healthcare system in terms of we reward bad behavior, we just give more medication and with more side effects. Do you see that shifting also as a part of this spiritual transition? Yeah, I do. I do see um, where healthcare, especially much more intelligent healthcare, more, much more customized healthcare, much more localized healthcare, will take because of technology. So I see, like for example, they want to get your blood work right away. Um, they send a kit to you. Uh, they have someone extract the blood or nurse or you know most of these things you could probably do on your own. And that device will then send the necessary information over the Internet so it can be assessed by a larger, you know, back-end computer system and give the results within, within hours, right, of the, so there can, there can be a diagnosis or a prognosis made. I see a lot of that happening. Um, you know, robotic surgery. We're going to see uh, AI. AI is going to take over. By this time 10 years ago, 10 years from now, I should say, AI is going to dominate with people who will go to uh, the drugstore, all right, and put in their debit card, and then they'll get a diagnosis from an AI system. And, you know, one of those little booths by the pharmacy area in, in you know, mm-hmm. like, like one of those stores, you name it. No kidding. So you'll see What's that. that interesting? Right. If they need a shot, they'll be able to get it. If they, you know, they'll be able, if they need to get it, the, the AI will recognize that they have a flu, the pharmaceutical solution will be available, you know, within minutes, and all of that's going to happen. So a lot of breakthroughs in that area. But in terms of the government, right, Obama, Obamacare 2.0, total disaster. The more they try and go back to the future, so to speak, right, go back to Mm -hmm. 2008 and try and recreate the magic. This is exactly what I'm seeing if, Again, if things turn out, unfortunately, the way we don't want it to turn out, we're going to see more of a bigger problem. But there's going to be two sides of the story. One side is the technology, the AI, much more uh, responsive. I see um, um, with, where you're going to see private practices decide we're going to take on communities, we're going to be able to treat thousands of people in a way we never could. At the same time, we're going to see more, you know, with the hospitalization and, and um, uh, especially with the baby boomers. The baby boomers are going to be hit very hard by what's coming next because they paid a lot of money into the system and they are not going to get the level of health care, especially as age-related disorders increase. Uh, they're not going to get the level of treatment that they, they deserve. Wow. That's sad. Huh. Yeah, that's very scary. You know, one of the things I keep seeing with people over and over again is the lack of personal involvement with their own health care. So, for example, you get a diagnosis, okay, now you're just going to put all of your faith in your doctor and have your doctor tell you exactly what to do, or are you going to get involved and start doing your own research and see what's best for you and use your doctor as a good consultant? And unfortunately, I see a lot of people just wanting the doctor to take care of it, and that usually ends up in a fairly disastrous situation. 
So it seems more and more of this and all these changes that you are talking to us about tonight and alerting us to are really about taking self-responsibility for everything. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're totally right. A lot of people assume that the allopathic method of whatever my doctor says, I'll just take the drugs, right, because drugs and surgery are the only way to heal, prevent, and treat disease or any type of disorder. That model has failed over and over again, yet people go back to it as a default mode. And we know, so I see the population, a certain segment of the population staying in that mode, but I also see a good chunk of the population breaking away from that completely and doing more of what I've been talking about with this sort of uh, like very smart healthcare, right, where artificial intelligence will, will be the game changer behind healthcare. It'll be faster. It'll be less expensive. Um, you know, it's certainly not going to happen overnight, but it's certainly going to game change it in a way that uh, we never thought possible. There'll be a lot more ROI, a lot more clinical improvements. And I, I'm seeing a lot of devices, little devices your doctor will send you or you keep in your home, and that this device, you put it on you and it can extract, take your blood pressure, extract blood. It can do a lot of things, this multifaceted medical device. Many people probably 65 and older will have one mandatorily. And it will communicate directly to your wireless and give data on what's happening with you, and the AI engine in the background will be determining what the real state of your health is, and then when you meet with your doctor on a monthly or bimonthly or once-a-year basis, depending on your age and your medical condition, you will there'll be, it'll be a much more informed process. It does sound efficient, and, and it sounds like there'll be less mistakes made and better diagnoses which is definitely needed. And, and again, people need to keep looking at their choices because if you get heartburn from eating pepperoni, are you reaching for Pepsid AC or are you stop, stopping eating pepperoni. something that's causing it? It's easier to eat what you like and worry about it afterwards, right? I know, but that's the problem. Then you do it over and over again, and then what happens? Now we find out Pepsi AC has some type of thing going on with it or whatever. I don't mean to say just that particular mm -hmm. antacid, but you get what I'm saying. It could be anything like that where we just want what we want and we're not looking at why this particular food is not in alignment with who we are. It's really not supportive to keep eating that pepperoni and having acid indigestion. So it's just simple things like that that people could look at and say, well, maybe I need to back off from that food or whatever. But it's just a lack of smarts when it comes to lifestyle choices, and it, it creates more health care problems, more burdens on the health care system. And all of that, from what you're saying, is going to eventually collapse and it's going to have to be replaced with something that is more efficient. Right. We choices. have to keep in mind that we see collapses and rebirths happening simultaneously. Just Let's just go back to the uh, time in the Renaissance. We had the, the Black Death, which actually invoked the Renaissance. You had to have the Black Death, and then shortly thereafter, actually the Renaissance was starting during the time of the Black Death, but nobody saw it that way until after the event. So it's during these times of breakdown that we have breakthroughs that are followed by renaissances, but they, it's all very muddled when it's all happening 
Yeah. And it's, so it's, it's a lot confusing. of people in the New Age field overlook that. They do. Now, William, I want to make sure that there's – we only have a couple minutes left. How can people get in touch with you, join your groups, listen to, to your webinars? What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the best way for them is to go to my GTA group. It's uh, Global Transformation Astrology, and uh, it's gta.williamstickevers.com. They can go to my website, williamstickevers.com. Uh, they can they can join GTA there, or they can take a look at it. I post predictions. I do not only post predictions. I actually do these type of webinars on a weekly basis. Ask me anything. Hour. Um, I put out a lot of content, a lot of predictions, uh, detailed predictions. Uh, fortunately, I've been doing pretty well with those predictions, and uh, very detailed. And, and and I cover the whole world, not just U.S. centric. I go into Bitcoin. I go into gold. I go into what's happening in Canada. I go, you name it, I cover it. And that's the purpose of that GTA is all about helping you have a game plan and a success path during this time of global transformation. Well, again, William, I I feel sad we've run time because we could just talk to you know forever. It. Oh, my goodness. It goes by too Thank quickly. You. Yeah, it just it always flies by with you. That's it's, it's it's just time well spent, and I can't thank you enough. I know, PK, you feel the same way, right? This has definitely. just been Most definitely. a great evening with you, William, again. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We'll certainly be having you back again. And everybody go to William's site and sign up for some of these great groups and <laughs> webinars that he offers. They are definitely worth it, as I'm sure you hear tonight. Very valuable information. William, thanks again, and we'll be talking soon, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Patricia and PK. Thank you. Okay. Have a great, have a great Wonderful. Night. Thank you so much, William. And next week, Thank everybody, you. we will be back with another great show. We've got somebody you've been asking for, Captain Kramer. He'll be back. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.